The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. Hello and good evening. Welcome to the Port Adelaide podcast for 2018. It's the preview show and I'm Portia. Joining me, as was not expected to be the case earlier, but it is now Macca. So it's basically the old team from last year, pretty much, for the most part. So, hey, Macca, how are you? Portia, my love, what is happening? Well, apparently, apparently, because I forgot to say this part in the opener, uh, we're playing against uh, Fremantle in round one uh, for a Saturday Twilight match at Adelaide Oval, and it's going to be a good one. Yes. That is true. Yes, we are playing someone this this week, which is good. I'm glad you got to that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just, a, I'm just super relaxed from how good Port Adelaide's team is right now. It's oh, just... my goodness. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. I don't want to blow my load too early here. We'll, we'll get to that later. Um, it's going to be hard to keep it in. But, oh, um... Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. What's been happening? Oh, well, I'm so stoked to be talking to you once again. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Maybe we'll even talk about Port Adelaide. Yeah. Um, but not yet. First of all, I want to talk about my off-season, which is right. I've been watching some NHL, which is the hockey, ice hockey. That, that's been quite good. And the other thing I've been watching is Overwatch League, which is the professional esports league to do with the video game Overwatch, which, yes, it's super nerdy. Um, but the thing I found really, really relaxing about watching these games is that there are no umpires. Absolutely none. So you can just watch a game knowing that there's two teams having a really good go, um, just doing their best, and the best team will win. And if you didn't win, well, it's not because of some vagary of an umpire blowing a whistle or something stupid like that. It's just, yep, no, nah, it's perfectly even. It's computer. It's the computer is the umpire, and the computer doesn't care which team you are. Which, wow, to go from that to then uh, being bookended by a West Coast final and in that West Coast preseason game because I didn't watch mm. the AFLX. Wow, gosh, that's a different feeling. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that different feeling of yes. not worrying about thinking it's a close game. Oh, how are they going to fuck us this time? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Watching Overwatch, Lee, that is, well, that is definitely the nerdiest thing that's <laughs> ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you very uh, much. That's a welcome change. That is a welcome change. Well done. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I've got to push the boundaries. That's how it is. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's it. Well, it sounds like you've had a thrilling uh, off-season. That's great. Oh, I've, uh, I did watch a little bit of NHL. I watched a lot of NFL. Okay, that was yeah. good. The yep. Super Bowl was wonderful, one of the best of all time. Pity Brady didn't win, but that's a shame. Um, <laughs> Come on, you can't begrudge the Philadelphia Eagles. They've been close for too long. No, that's true. Very, very true. It was good. I'm not a uh, New England fan at all, but I do love watching uh, You know, guys like the greatest of all time uh, do their bit. And it would have been great to see Brady uh, break the record and, and all that sort of stuff, but... Uh, not to be. So I've been doing that. I've uh, already watched some lots of draft highlights already from nice. the uh, state under 18s uh, performance the uh, oh. uh, couple of weeks ago. So already uh, chomping at the bit for uh, this to, year's uh, draft draft kids. Gonna have to lift, lift my game this year, aren't I? Jeez, yes, started already. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. So yeah, that and uh, as I said the other week, moved back to Adelaide. Lots of work. Good stuff. You ripper. Yeah. All right. Now, I've got an update, which I'd normally do on Big Footy, but I'm not going to, obviously. So here it is online, which is it's the annual Which Number Should You Get on Your Guernsey update, where we talk about the player number that has seen the most game time in the AFL or in the AFL for Port Adelaide. Um, I just want to mention that the number 16 has played its 400th AFL game last year. It's up to 404 in total. So uh, okay. 16, as always, a favourite. Um, you know, between Warren Trader and Ollie Wines, you should be absolutely fine. Um, absolutely. But other good options are number five, which has played 382 games. Number eight has played 380. One has played 371, so that's the captain, only fourth fourth most games. Uh, number nine has played 367. Number seven has played 362. And then number 20 has played 360. Mm. Um, and then of the new players, um, Stephen Motlop, he's got a good number. Number six, 339 yes. games. Monfries, Pierce, Adam Thompson, Jared Schofield and Scott Cummings, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. But Tom Rockliffe has got the dog number. Um, It's really bad. Number 11, all of these other ones are around the 300 mark. Number 11 has played 135 games for Port Adelaide in the AFL. (laughs) 
Good old Scotty, uh, I think, cursed that number. Like, Scotty's the greatest done. player of all time. And everyone else has worn that number ever since has just not lived up to expectation at all. Oh, look, there, uh, there is one that did, and that was Damien Hardwick. Um, but uh, That's true. That is very true. Nathan Eagleton had his moments as well. He had but, a crappy, uh, yeah. Ever so, since then, it's just been a pile of garbage, Yeah, well, between those two, Nathan Steinbrenner, and then after them, Ryan Willets, Marlon Motlop, Mitch Banner, uh, John Butcher, uh, and Butch. Aaron Young. Yes. Youngie. Yeah. Nah. It's, 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 that, that number has seen 36 games in total since 2006 season. It is. Look, I, I, like, <laughs> so to, get it. I like to wear number 47. No oh, particular yeah. reason. I just like the number. Okay, So, uh, yeah. No, no not really. The last one I got was number 15, Carl Amon, so I'm really stoked that he's not playing yeah. Yeah, uh, this week. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the only other one that was of note was uh, number 23, which is not a great historical number in that they either get traded to the Crows or they're no good. Um, <laughs> Matthew Bode, Adam Morgan, Bode. Brad Symes, and Matthew Lobby. So, mm. There you go. <laughs> Alright, we'll skip along. So, sliding doors, having a look, there's a couple of our players named for other teams this week. What's going on? We've seen Youngie playing for Gold Coast. I don't reckon he'd be in our team right now. What do you reckon? No, I don't think he'd get a game, which is probably exactly why he left. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brendan Archie, his ankle injury that he got against us is still a problem, so that's uh, not good news for him. It's a shame. uh, Oh, here's the painful one. Jackson Trengo lining up for the Bulldogs at centre-half back. Oh, my God. Still love you, Jackson. Still love you, Trengo. He, uh, he was a gun. Um, I'll be very, very interested to see how he goes this week. Um, it's going to yeah. be tough seeing him out there. It was tough seeing him in the preseason, watching him um, in that dog's Guernsey. Uh, but, uh, yeah, hopefully he does well, just not against us. Yeah, and look, I mean, it's going to be... Gee, you'd have to think that whenever... When is it, when is it we play, but... Um, if he plays on Charlie Dixon at some point, I mean, that's going to be fireworks, you'd have to think. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. That, that's an all-in brawl, sort of, as they yeah. come through the, the gates, that one. Oh, just about, Absolutely. isn't it? That'd Bring it on. That'd be fantastic. We haven't had a... There hasn't been a pre-game all-in brawl for, no. like, 23 years or something, you know, since the mid-90s. So, no. I think we're due. Well, you've got to be a bit hot under the collar for that sort of thing, I think, so... Uh... Might be a bit mm. tricky. I don't think you just don't, you don't get the same quality of rivalry these days. Is you only play another team, you know, twice in a year. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, That's true. And here's some late breaking news on Ashville.com.au. Uh, in complete contrast to the story around Paddy Ryder earlier in the off season, apparently he's now a citizen's arrested a burglar. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's done well. He's done Pat- very well. Paddy Ryder on the right side of the law. Good on him. That's it. Well, that's it's terrible. Um, facing up to a uh, home invader, that's not yeah. something you want to have to do. But uh, I think he uh, chased him down and uh, and kept him until the cops came. So, you know, if you're going to pick a house to rob, probably not the best idea to do it to an AFL player's house. Really. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I mean, I didn't think Paddy Ryder was the best tackler, but he certainly stands up under pressure. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you'll be looking forward to a 2018 season for sure. That's um, it. All right. So, what yeah. is your thoughts on uh, the free agents that got released um, earlier today? I think the oh. the list of free agents. What? Yeah. Well, look, Anyone there that tickles your fancy at all? Honestly, I'm not too sure. Um, I don't know. Like Sean Atley is one of the free agents, and it's sort of well, he's got they've got the younger brother in the draft this year, I believe. Which I guess if you've already been watching, you might know if he's any good. Would we? You know, chase Sean Atley to some extent for a family lockdown or something. That seems old Port Adelaide, but not necessarily good Port Adelaide. No, that's true. No. Um, Sean Atley might get a game for us. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got the pace. He's a reasonable kick. Um, you know, he rarely gets injured. He's played a lot of footy. Mm. Um, mm. But he might be someone that could certainly add some decent depth to our list. Uh, look, I... My opinion is just go in, all guns blazing. Just offer Tom Lynch whatever we can. Yeah, do it. No, fair just enough. Just do it. He's certainly the probably the target that we would be, we would be the most interested in this year. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's a couple of others. Sean Grigg. We've been linked to Sean Grigg for years. Is this year? Hopefully not. I don't know. Probably not. Oh, um, I can't see that. Look, the, the other one that I would really be interested in would be uh, Jeremy McGovern. Yeah. But do we... I don't know. Like, I, I'd be interested in him, but... Do we need him? Yes. No, he's I, I the don't... Best, he's the best key defender in the game, so yes. 
Yeah, I guess. Well, he's yeah. an immediate step up from Howard, from all three of our <laughs> key defenders, really. Yeah. And I think he's the sort of player that would fit in. I would, I would think that a key defensive unit of McGovern and Howard would be wonderful, especially with uh, someone like Jonas um, back there as well. And Cleary as depth, that'd be great. I don't oh, see. This is it. Like, I mean, I, I agree with you. you. You're right, but like, I don't see Cleary going back to depth. So, <laughs> like, if I'm Cleary and I play most of this season in a really good side, and then suddenly it's like, oh, we've recruited a guy to knock you back. Like, I reckon he's going to be asking for a trade the split second the first rumor hits. Frankly, yeah. and then if you didn't get McGovern, you'd be in a bit of a problem. So, I don't know. The other one that I would be very, very keen on, who's uh, unrestricted, would be Luke Dalhouse. From the dogs, yeah. I think uh, he would yeah. definitely fit into our first team. He's a step up from someone like Sam Gray. Yeah, um, you know he's a very, very good player. Super quick, kicks goals, uh, wins a lot of the ball in the midfield, um, and he's the sort of player that we don't really have a lot of. Yeah, no, that's that's probably fair. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind Dalhouse actually. Um, and there was one other name which you just got to mention, just because there's going to be some people like if the power from Port was still up, it'd be a topic on their board. Which was, mm. should we get Sean Burgoyne back to finish off his career as a Port Adelaide player? Which is a question that's been asked every year for the last, <laughs> what, eight years now? Yeah, but it so. feels like this would be about the right time when Hawthorne <laughs> sort of seems like, yeah, maybe, don't know. Yeah. If it was going to happen... right, right when he turns 40, I think yeah, that's... Uh... That's what I'm saying. It would be literally like, you know, it's it's like there's a, he's half a chance to retire this year. So like every other form, uh, every other Hawthorne guy that's retiring, maybe he'll just go to another club and play another season. Yeah. <laughs> Might do a Luke Hodge or something like that. Yeah, or slash Dylan, uh, slash Lewis, slash um, uh, who else was there? Mitchell, you know, it just seems to be how they're doing it. So that's why yes. it's on that list for me. Um, that's I don't, fair I don't, enough. I don't think we should, but um, anyway, there we go. All right, look, um, let's just talk briefly about Fremantle's pre-season, just because I don't think anyone... I don't know, did you watch the matches? Of any of the, see any Frio, Frio football in the pre-season, Macca, or did you I not? saw absolutely nothing of Frio, unfortunately. Okay, so this would be a really short one, because I didn't bother either, because why mm. would you? Um, all I know is that they uh, lost to Adelaide, but they absolutely smashed West Coast by 62 points, so good on them. Actually, um, I tell a lie. I did watch about a quarter of that game. Ah, okay, all right. From what I can see about it, it seems like they're still all about Nat Fife and Mundy and Neil. Um, Ballantyne's doing all right. Uh, I read somewhere that Tabiner is not awful, so that's good for them. Tabiner has gone bang yeah. in the pre-season. He's, uh, he's just used up all his petrol tickets now. Like, come on, mate. <laughs> come on, settle down. Settle down. You're not that good. Don't blow your good games in the JLT or AFLX, please. Just wait for the good stuff. Well, I mean, in theory, like, I don't know, like, I, as a combination, I guess we'll talk about it later, like, I'm not, I think that we've got enough options to cover him, but, you know, if, if he's playing well and their midfield is on fire and we look a little bit like Cluster, um, I don't know, I guess he'd be a, a bit of a danger player, in theory. Um, just popping back on the free agency very briefly, because Windy <laughs> Runner in the for, on the online chat has mentioned Neville Jetta, unrestricted. Um, the Jets. Yeah. Big Jets. We spoke about him before the podcast started. Yeah. I, I, look, he's obviously one of the best small defenders in the game. Um, no doubt about that. Would he want to leave Melbourne, though? Not sure. I kind of feel... I guess thinking a little bit more about it since then, the fact that Melbourne's where they are, like, the way that Goodwin's shaping them up to be is all about midfield and being a small defender behind a, a midfield that, yeah, maybe they might be inaccurate with it, but they're still keeping it out of the defence, you know? That might yeah. be still pretty tempting to just say, no, I'm, I'm pretty good where I am, but uh, there you go. That's it. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, look, Frio, Frio's side is not too bad. Like, it's got a lot of big names. Um, yeah. It probably lacks a bit of depth. There's some players on each line where you think, mm, maybe not, but uh, look, it's, it's a dangerous side. It is a dangerous side. Can they kick enough goals to win? I'm not sure, but I think... Um, you know, I guess we'll go through it sort of line by line in a minute, but yeah. look, there, there is a lot of uh, star factor still there with Frio. Look, I mean, you're talking about the big names, but a lot of those big names, they're getting on. They're, they're getting at the tail end, that's for sure. Are they? Oh, oh, right. Mundy, Pierce. Sandilands and Mundy. Oh, yeah. Pierce isn't a big name. Well, he's a name. He's a guy he, you can name. <laughs> he, he's a name, yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know who else. Let's have a quick look. Yeah. 
I don't know. But it's still a relatively youngish side. Um, yeah. Again, it's it's you know Fife. It's it's Fife, and then it's a bunch of guys that seem okay. Mm. You know, like I don't know. I'm not, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced by it. I don't know. I don't think they'll have a good season. Just I think they'll probably have good individual games, but I just don't think that there's enough depth there for them to get through a whole season. Really. Yeah. The exciting thing from uh, my draft nerd point of view is uh, seeing Andrew Brayshaw named. That's yeah. really, really good. He was uh, one of our favourites last year. I reckon he was our favourite, totally. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, and Bailey Banfield, who's been, who we spoke about two years, for two years, um, as a potential draftee for Port and uh, slid through to Frio. And um, he looks uh, raring to go. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go, uh, particularly Brayshaw, uh, seeing how he'll play with that midfield, I guess. I mean, he's he hasn't quite cracked the 20 possessions, I don't think, but the role he's playing with a Fife nearby, if Fife gets on top, I mean, he could look pretty good, but if... Well, if they've, we, they've if, got a big-name midfield, Fife, Mundy... Um, yeah, and Neil. And Neil, you know, three big ball winners. Someone like Brayshaw, who can be the sort of fourth or fifth or sixth banana in there. Like, yeah. He's going to get a fair bit of the ball. He's going to play a little bit up forward and kick some goals as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting seeing what he can do. It uh, is. Brandon Matera, he's another uh, new face for Frio. He obviously didn't work out too well at, uh, at Gold Coast, but he's got a lot of talent. Can he live up to his potential at Frio, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Nathan Wilson's a star, so he'll, uh, you know, he'll be probably the player that they'll look to uh, coming out of the back line with his uh, run and carry. So he's certainly someone that we've got to be mindful of. Yeah, look, no doubt, no doubt. But um, look, let's just move on to talking about our team again and how amazingly excellent it oh is. Oh my god! <laughs> look, time to uh, to blow the load here. What a sight, honestly. That is, if you could name. Like the peak sort of Port Adelaide team, that would be it. That, yeah, that is right. Except for Robbie it. Gray. Robbie Gray's not in it. But apart that's from that... true. Robbie Gray. Bring Robbie Gray in, and that is uh, all-time great. I reckon. Like it's, it's oh. hard to think that how that we've named a better team than this on paper. Yeah. Uh, in the last ten years. Like I mean, even in our premiership year, we were, we sort of were playing. You know, Stewie Joe in middling form and Jared Schofield in middling form and we had Toby Thurston's in the side, you know, like and not to say that they weren't good at their times, they were, but like if you're just looking for whole round, whole team, every line quality, I, I reckon we have this have to be right up there. Have to be right up it, there. It, it is the perfect blend. I know we like to say sort of the perfect blend of speed and endurance oh, is a bit oh. of a draft joke, but it's the this is the perfect experience. Of youth and experience, it is. It's, <laughs> gotcha. it's got. It's, <laughs> it, it literally is. You've got all the big gun names out there. You know, yeah. Ryder, Ebert. You've got Rockliffe. You've got Motlop. You've got Wines. You've got Dixon. I mean, the, the list goes on. Jack Watts, Travis Boak, Chad Wingard. Yeah. I haven't even named Hamish Hartlett. Yet. Like it runs really, really deep. And then you look at the youthful exuberance that we've got. Todd Marshall. New beauty, Dougal Howard. I'm so excited to see him play. Riley Bonner. I'm, I'm absolutely stoked that he's in this team. Dan Houston. I didn't think he'd be named Dan Houston. I thought he'd be someone that would miss out, unfortunately. But, you know, happy days that he's named. Um, yeah, and Todd yeah. Marshall. Oh, it's just uh, uh, there's a lot to look forward to with this side, I think. Yeah, look, I mean, there's no doubt about that. And, I mean, just the fact that Tom Rockliffe's name in the forward line and he got like, averages 30 possessions against Freo. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> please, please, it's going to be so good. It is. I guess um, there are concerns. There are some concerns, I've, I've got to be said, in that uh, there's probably four or five guys that are out there who are probably a bit underdone, haven't had... Oh. Either a great preseason or any preseason at all. Yeah. Um, so that that might be that, that's one of my concerns at least. But at least on paper, it's as good as just about as good as we can get. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I think you're right. Um, yeah. And look, it would have been nice to have seen more convincing form from Stephen Motlop in the preseason. It would have been nice to have seen you know Tom Rockliffe play any of it. But you know, we are where we are, and. Uh, the club has given us no reason to think they'll do anything other than, you know, at least be uh, above our AFL average quality. So uh, yep. that's good. That um, is good. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, a very, very exciting team. Very exciting team. Um, so, so who's just, missing from this team? Well, Stephen Motlock, number six, is replacing Matt White, number six. Tom Rockliffe, number 11, is replacing Aaron Young, number 11. Jack Watts, number 23, is replacing Matt Lobby, number 23. And Dom Barry, number 41, is replacing Brendan Archie, number 41, which, uh, yep, that's all improvements. Fair enough. <laughs> 100% down <laughs> the is. line. Um, and, uh, yeah, look, I mean, even the emergencies, yeah, okay, then that might be, we, we could maybe have a, a, just a little bit more reliability, but, I mean, as emergencies, you know, Carl Amon, Jake Need, Joe Atley, and Trent McKenzie, you're not doing too bad. Um, oh, look, that's pretty good. A- Amon's unlucky to miss out. You know, he's he's very unlucky. He had a really good preseason, I thought, as well. Yeah. Uh, it looks like they've gone with Barry just for a little bit of extra pace, uh, a bit of run and carry there. Oh. Um, well, but, yeah, look. I kind of reckon that Barry's taken Jake Need's spot, quite frankly. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you're probably correct in that view. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know who's taken whose spot, but I think Amon and Barry probably play a similar type of role. Because mm. uh, I think Barry's going to be sort of more up the field sort of running as opposed to a Jake Need sort of not doing much chasing jumpers in the forward line. Yeah. Um, That'll be Todd Marshall's job, I think. Um, and look, hopefully, Toddy, Big Toddy, can uh, can take a few grabs and, and kick a couple of goals this week and uh, get his confidence high. How good would it be if he does kick two or three goals and oh, starts this season off with a bang? That would be a pretty fantastic start. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, I don't know, like uh, if he did the Warren Treadway of uh, kicking eight and then did his knee and missed the season. I mean, I think even then you'd be pretty stoked, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the four inclusions, yep, uh, yep. or the four new names, Motlock, Rockliffe, Watts, Barry, Yeah. Uh, what are your expectations of each of those? Well, look, I mean, Motlock and Rockliffe, like, because they've had, well, I don't know, Motlock has, has played pre-season, so I would hope he would do quite well. Rockliffe, I guess we'll see. Um, he's got a lot to prove at a new club, and maybe just that... Um, bullheadedness or get him through and see him uh, get some good numbers. I mean, it's not as though there's no support in midfield these days. He actually has got a bit there, so that could be good if he goes there. And again, if he goes forward, um, I reckon he can get away from their defenders. Jack Watts, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to expect from Jack Watts at this point. I think he's going to be a bit of the mercurial, a uh, bit like a Westoff, um, in that we might not know week to week, at least certainly until halfway through the season, as Port Adelaide fans, how he's going to fit in to the Port Adelaide side. Um because we've only seen him play at Melbourne, and Melbourne's dysfunctional as a team anyway. So it's hard to know whether this dysfunction is as individuals or as a team. So it might be that he just comes in and plays consistently, gets you know one or two goals a week every game, and that'd be fantastic. Uh, and if he doesn't, then, well, okay, <laughs> we'll deal with that too. Um, yeah, look, Jack Watts, he's already, you know, he's been at Port Adelaide for two pre-season games. He's already probably played his best game of AFL footy. So. <laughs> well, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> But that's like what you said about Tabner earlier, isn't it? You know, don't play your best game at the JLT. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, and and what about Don Barry? What do you what do you expect to see from him on the weekend? I don't. Uh, I, as far as results, I don't have any expectations. But I do expect him to chase, and I expect him to chase smart, and I expect him that when the ball comes his way, I don't want to see him slack off or hope someone else is going to go for it. I think he should just be he should be playing like he's an eighteen year old rookie, um, getting his first shot at AFL. Um, because I think he's 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 in the side right now, but he's still only like we've seen with Amon and Need there on the sidelines. He's still only one game away from being on the emergency list again. So I hope he plays like it. Especially with Gray coming back next week as well. Exactly. He, he he'd probably be the one that you would think would be like like next one out. Maybe uh, Sam at this point. Or Marshall even really could. Be yeah, Sam maybe Marshall, Marshall as well. Yeah. Possibly, possibly, but. Yeah, look, I'm much the same. I've I've got relatively high expectations of all four of those, particularly Jack Watts. I mean, Watson Dixon are coming up against key defenders in Alex Pierce and Michael Johnson. Are they really going to be able to hold those two players? I I hope not. I'd be pretty disappointed if they did, mm. uh, or that they were able to. They, they really lack a bit of tall depth down the back as well in this team. Mm, mm. Uh, but I guess it depends what Shane Kirsten does, whether he plays forward or plays down back. Uh, similar with Matt Taverner as well. Uh, they might push him back too. 
Um, but look, I'm, I'm excited to see Motlop play. I'm, I'm really, really excited to see Tom Rockley play just because we haven't seen him yet yep. in Port Gandy. Um, and we know just what a seriously good player he is and just how much he has the ability to really transform our midfield this year. How good is this team maker? Holy shit. It runs deep. Look, expectations are through the roof <laughs> this year. <laughs> I mean, Paddy Ryder, All-Australian Ruckman, he must be just licking his lips thinking of the how, how good he's got it now, knowing that the hard work he does is going to be rewarded, hopefully, by the yeah. midfield at his feet. It's just phenomenal. Really Look, good. it's unmeltable. It's unmeltable, this team. Unmeltable. You can't melt this, this team. It's true. I don't it's like Halloumi. <laughs> Halloumi, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Halloumi, it gets a bit. Only, only if you cook, only if you cook it for ages. But yeah, true. Uh, look, it's um, there, there should not be a Port Adelaide supporter that is disappointed in this team. And if there is, I would be asking a lot of questions as to why and what sort of mental damage they have. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. <laughs> All right. Well, look, we'll just uh, talk about matchups. We've sort of mentioned a couple of them already, but um, I guess. Um, one of the important ones, Aaron Sandilands versus Paddy Ryder. Um, are our second ruckman, are they going to be, is it going to be West Hoffenhauer or, or Marshall or who's going to be, you reckon, as a second ruckman option for us in the season proper? I would think Westhoff. Mm. He seems to always sort of do that. I don't think Marshall will. Um, I would think it's between sort of Westhoff and, and maybe Dukes, depending on what sort of team that we're coming up against and what sort of tall players up forward they've got. How are you feeling about us against Sandilands, uh, though, in general? You know, our rock unit. Well, Ryder had a pretty poor game against him last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really didn't do all that much at all. He just took the one mark, seven touches, um, got beaten pretty heavily in terms of hitouts. But uh, we absolutely thrashed them that game. Um, yeah. And our midfield did look pretty good. Um, so I guess it depends. You know, Sandy always sort of starts the season off exceptionally well when he's sort of fit and doesn't have the aches and breaks that he usually gets uh, by about round five. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I expect he'll be at his best this week. Um, and Paddy Ryder, who had a pretty ordinary preseason, to be honest, you know, he's got a he's got his work cut out for him. He does. Yeah, look, I'd agree with all of that. Um, it'll be. Uh, I, I got to think that if we win this, it's probably it's not going to be in ruck. I think it's going to be hopefully our midfield beating theirs and then just a better quality in the other lines. But uh, let's get to that midfield battle. Um, we already said Fife, Mundy, Neil. Um, how do we feel about that matchup? Certainly top three versus top three. I, I think they've probably oh, got a bit of an edge on that count, but our second tier midfield is nuclear. Like we're, <laughs> It's so it much is. better. It's, it and is. it's so much better than theirs, Absolutely. importantly, in my view. Um, yeah. Oh, it's definitely a lot better than theirs. Yeah. Uh, the second string is the first string is look, you know, Nat Fife. Again, he probably didn't have a great year last year. He was all right. Yeah. Um, apparently, he's had a huge preseason. He's ready to go. Mm. Um, I would expect him to be excellent on the weekend. You know, Monday's getting on a bit. Yep. Uh, Lockie Neal, again, kind of similar to Fife. I thought he was a step below his best last year. Um, so he'll be looking to sort of uh, revert that back and going back up again. So. He picks up a lot of the bowl. Uh, he's a big bowl winner. Uh, yeah. it, it is a very good look. If if Sandlands could get first hands on the bowl, you know, Fife, Neil, Mundy, they win a lot of clearances. Um, and that's probably our worst part of our team at this point in time. Um, yeah. And it's up to up to someone like Tom Rockliffe to come in and, and try and help uh, counteract that. Um, who do you sort of see being that sort of first string midfield for us? Look, I mean, Ollie Wines is definitely in there. Um, Do we go the three big guns, which is uh, Wines, Ebert, and Rockliffe? And I mean big guns in terms of size and strength and uh, contested ball winning ability. This is a matchup where I generally would like to see Robbie Gray in midfield, um, just because I think that because we we accept that yeah, this is the this is the strongest part of Fremantle's team is their midfield. Um, yep. their, their core midfield, yeah. Um, so I kind of feel like you want to, you want at least one player in there that's good at making the best of the second chance. Um, so I'm, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Like I said, I'd have Robbie Gray, but apart from that, who would you say? 
if we, if we'd seasoned him a bit more, you might even say throwing him up occasionally just to. But I don't know. I don't know. That'd be a really big call. Um, Pollock. My my one concern about having Ebert Wines and Rockliffe is that it's one pace. It's all co- it's all kind of one pace and all kind yeah. of similar. It's very yeah. same same. That's it. That's um, that's the issue. Maybe we need a, a power pepper in there just to sort of change things up and use his sort of brute strength and and pace through there. Maybe someone like Chad Wingard as well. Yeah, Wingard. Yeah, thank you, Wingard. He'd do it. Yep. Yeah. Well, the reason I'm the reason I'm leaning more towards that as opposed to another grunt is because that's what they already got. Like, you know, Fife is grunt. Yeah, you're not going to out grunt Fife, so don't don't try. Um, try and be the skillful one. You know, get just getting just trying to negate Fife. And I think that you know, Ebert all wines can do that, and then they'll get a bit of their own ball at the same time. I'm not saying it's a tagger, but just you know, be be on him so he doesn't have space. And then the other two, like you just got to outskill him, really. And I think you're right, Wingard. I think you, I think you might get a good crack in midfield this game. Yeah, Tom Rockliffe. How much midfield time do you expect to see him this week? Ah, oh, starting off about a half. Yep. I don't, yeah, I'm not expecting a huge amount of midfield time just because he hasn't played any footy this year yeah. so far. Um, and look, he plays that sort of half forward, forward pocket role really, really well. He does take marks. He does kick goals up there. So. Yeah. We're certainly not. I don't think we're losing anything by having him play up forward. No, no, I don't think so. And against the defence that they've named, I'm pretty confident he'll get a couple of goals if he does play it forward. So that, that's good. Yeah. Good for us. Um, all right. Well, look, I guess we can move on to their forward line, our defence. Um, we already talked again about uh, Matt Taverner. Um, so it's Taverner and McCarthy against a combination of Jonas, Howard and Clurry, pretty much. I feel like we've got this one. Yeah, McCarthy, Taberner, Kirsten against Jonas, Cleary, Howard. Oh, look, if we lose that, yeah, you know, what's going on? <laughs> to be honest, Cam McCarthy didn't have a great year last year. Matt Taberner is just, you know, he tries really, really hard, but he doesn't have that star power. Shane Kirsten, very similar to Matt Taberner in that regard. Mm. Uh, he can go missing for, you know, two, three quarters at a time and, and just not get a touch at all. Um, and look, I'm, I'm hoping that we see that um, this week. You know, we, we saw last year just how good our defence was. And not just our defence, but our defending further up the field. You know, the, the club likes to call us a, a front-half team or a forward-half team, and that's what I want to see this week. I don't want to see Cam McCarthy, Matt Tabernell or Shane Kirsten get any of the ball because we're keeping it in our forward half the whole time. Yeah, and look, I mean, the interesting thing about our defence right now, certainly as it's named, is that I reckon we've got a height and speed advantage in almost every one of those matchups. Mm. Um, which, well, yeah, certainly height, definitely yeah, height. Maybe not for Hill. Don't know about but, speed. Uh, oh, Hill Matera maybe, but uh, Ballantyne he's not a real fast guy. Um, the, the tall defenders, I reckon, we probably match them at yeah. least. And yeah, got you know Riley Bonner and Dan Houston. I don't know. I reckon they're pretty pretty high up on that list. Certainly, mm-hmm. certainly Bonner. Um, Look. They do have a small forward line, and look, they can all play well. You know, Waters yeah. can be a gun. Matera, on his day, is very, very good. Ballantyne's been all Australian standard in the past, mm. um, and Bradley Hill can be very, very quick if he does play, if he does uh, end up playing. Um, so, look, they've got a lot of uh, goal-kicking power with their smalls. Um, and look, our, our small forward line, which is uh, pretty young, you know, Bonner, Houston, Ben Jones. And, uh, and Hartlett as well, you know, they'll have to be on their toes. Yeah, absolutely, they'll have to be on their toes. But I, I, I certainly don't think there's any um, any opportunity deficiencies for them. Like, I think they should be able to get to the contest and then it's just about winning the contest, I guess is what I'm yeah. saying. And they should have advantage in a lot of them. Um, yeah. So that's that's what's important um, for the, the team defence these days is to have that sort of position. And we've definitely got that this week. I think this is probably... One of the weeks when we'll be able to claim that, most obviously, in my view. Yeah. Um, all right, and then moving on to their defence and our forward line. Um, Alex Pierce is playing his first AFL game in two years, so that's a, a mm. good one. And Michael Johnson is the experienced key backman for them. Um, are we going to yes. have any trouble with him at all? <laughs> I would hope not. Look, Dixon on Johnson is... Uh... You know, happy days. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dick, Dick, Dixon on Pierce is happy days, and look, yeah. Jack Watts should really beat both of them as well. Really on on paper. And we got Marshall. Um, and then we got Marshall, and we got Westhoff as well. So, yeah. 
you know, it's either going to be too tall or we're going to win by 100 points, really, um, with uh, with that sort of forward line. Um, I guess the key to them is trying to shut out guys like Wingard and Boak and Rockliffe, um, which, look, they might be able to do. It's going to be interesting to see how they play Nathan Wilson uh, defensively, whether he sort of runs with someone like Travis Boak and tries to run off him because Boak certainly won't have the pace to go with him, or whether he does more of a shutdown role on someone like Wingard. Uh, Luke Ryan's got a lot of talent. He does a lot of good intercept stuff, um, and he's someone that should go bang this year at, at AFL level, I would think. And Darcy Tucker's been around for a little while now as well. Um, probably hasn't impressed greatly, uh, but there is raw talent there with him too. I guess for me, the thing that makes it so good for us right now, again, we're talking about how good our team is right now, is mm. that um, you know Charlie Dixon, uh, uh, Marshall, and Watts. I mean, none of them are, are terrible leaders. They're all pretty, as in terms of leading for the ball. So if, if yep. we if we know we've got to win in midfield, like it's going to be, and we've got all three of them on the ground at the same time, for example, I mean, it's going to be hard for them to really control control our players, really. Yeah. And look, when you add someone like uh, Sam Gray to that mix as well... Exactly, like, he's a very strong leader as well. Yeah, you're right. Do, do they have anybody that can uh, sort of go with Sam Gray? I, yeah, I'm not 100% sure that they do, really. No, no. And he's he might be a bit of the X factor and might uh, might run loose a little bit. And Todd Marshall as well, look, as I said before, how good would it be if uh, Toddy Marshall had a had a big game to, you know, clunked five or six big marks and, and kicked two or three goals, I would yeah. be absolutely stoked. Just a nice Josh Jenkinsy game. <laughs> yes, yes. Hanging around the goal line, getting the easy ball over the top. I reckon, it, I reckon that'd be quite a nice way to start the season for him. Yes, minus the total wanker that is uh, Josh Jenkins. But look, I think yes. that's one of those perception things. I think that if if Marshall, if Marshall makes a habit of doing that, everyone's going to think he's a wanker. It's just going to it's just going to happen. <laughs> well, let's hope not. Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope not. All right, and the game in general, Ross Lyon. Should we be concerned? I don't think we should. It's a rebuilding team, and they haven't beaten us at Adelaide Oval yet. And they've only they had haven't. one win. This no, is true. And, they've, and they've had one win from seven tries at Adelaide Oval, and that was against Adelaide in 2015. Um, I don't know. What do you reckon? Anything to worry about with Ross Lyon at all? I don't think so. Look, Frio might be a bit of a surprise packer this year. They might make the eight. You never know. But look, on paper, we are significantly stronger than what Frio is, and I'd. On paper, I don't think there's much that Ross Lyon will be able to do to kind of ca- uh, counteract that outside of really trying to shut the game down and uh, and turn it into a really shit game of football. Yeah, well, for me, the only, the, the only real query is whether Frio spent their pre-season, uh, off-season, I should say, just sort of planning to take down the first finalists they can, and that's us. You know, um, yeah. just, for, just to build the team and set up the season. So, if, if they, and it would, it yeah, absolutely would. Look, absolutely would. There's no doubt. A winner at Adelaide Oval against a final a final side. Um, you know, if they hadn't spent a good amount of time just sort of planning for that game one, taking it one week at a, at a time, as they say, then uh, yeah, I, I don't know. They might come out firing, and in that case, well, it might be a bit tricky. But again, we should we should still win. Um, yeah. But as for psychological advantage. Yeah, port, 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 port. It's 7th versus 14th from last year, so port, 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 port. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> ah, good. All right, have we got any questions from Bigfooty? Oh, look, I'm sure we do. Okay. Um, Christoph has asked, has Porsche tried the T2 hot cross bun flavoured tea? No, I haven't. I haven't been to T2 for a bit. Um, I got a big stock up last time, so I probably won't go there until they're not selling it anymore. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Andre has asked, Jessica Jones, how does Porsche rate Season 2 compared to Season 1? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I, th- I think that Season 1, it is... Season 1 of Jessica Jones, it's kind of like... I think that if someone watching it has suffered any kind of abuse in a relationship, I wouldn't recommend that they watch it because there's a lot of really just nasty shit in it. Um, season two, it was always going to be hard to follow that really, that really tough and really different season one. Uh, and season two is a lot. It, it seems, to, seems to pull it back. Um, it's it's quite watchable, I think. If you got through the first series, I, I would definitely watch series two. Um, Fair but interest, interestingly, it feels like series two was kind of setting it up for series three, which, given what happened at the end of this this second series, I'm really keen to see. Um, I hope they make it uh, because I. Things going on with Patsy, I'm very interested in. That will okay. be 
Hmm. That would be good in okay. Series 3. Yes. Fair enough. Hmm. Uh, Andre has also asked uh, the first football-based question. Thank you, Andre. Hey. Um, when all are fully fit, can we play all of Homsch, Jonas, Cleary, and Howard? And if not, and there's none obviously in bad form, who would we leave out? Um, you know my answer's Homsch, so Homsch. Yeah, look, mine is probably Homsch as well. I do love him, but um, Cleary, Jonas, and Howard have the form and the needs at the moment. Um, Homsch is probably a better player than Howard at this point in time, but Howard certainly feels uh, much more of a need in terms of height and athletic ability. Um, Can we play all of them? I would think not. We've got uh, um, Rick has joined the uh, Spreaker chat and he's he's unhappy. He reckons he was sacked. Uh, He he says, Macro, you're still (laughs) crying over no aim on? Yes. Yes, I am. It's a, it's a travesty. That would make it the perfect side, but that's okay. Why were you saying... You said you couldn't do this podcast, Rick. And that's why I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, there we go. Um, uh, and... I think he's just resting on his laurels after the Bucky uh, interview earlier in the week. That that's was actually it. quite good. <laughs> it was very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Andre's also asked, at the other end of the ground, given all our athletic rather than lumbering tolls, can we play all of Dixon, Watson, Marshall without losing pressure if the ball hits the deck? I guess we'll find out this week, won't we? Yeah, well, look, I mean, we know Marshall can run a bit and uh, he does chase. Like, he was doing that in his junior year and, you know, I reckon yeah. we've seen a little bit of that. Um, so I think he'll keep it up. The and one... that's why he's playing. That's absolutely why he's playing because he, he totally plays is. more. He's got that sort of... Uh, blend of being super tall but also running like a small as well yeah yeah he's look he's 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 got that he's got that really good chase so his his, his second efforts i guess you could call him that to some extent because he is a key forward um they are superb so the only one of those three you'd query might be watts um but i guess we'll see what jack watts we get you know we might get a motivator jack yeah. watts that'd be really nice so well i hope so i, I really do hope so um fresh start you know, a team, supporters that are going to support him and love him. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we see the best of him this year. Yeah. Um, and lastly, from Andre, uh, given the recruitment of Watts and Marshall, uh, uh, sorry, given the recruitment of Watts and Marshall progressing nicely, is there still a place for Westhoff in the best 22? Uh, look, it depends on where he plays, you know. Like, the thing about Westhoff is that he can play in defence. Um if if Westhoff does his, just put him somewhere and then wait ten minutes and something will happen, you know. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of how he's played. And if he keeps doing that, then I don't know that he him being in or out of the side is conditional for those other key forwards playing. Yeah. Um, it really depends on where we need him. And you know, um, if it turns out that we are playing out forward a lot, then yeah, okay, maybe there isn't room for those three. But if it turns out we're playing him on a wing or in defence, then yeah, there certainly is room for those three. So. Yep. It just comes down to which Westhoff we get this year. Yep. Look, best 18, no. Best 22, yes. I think he's going to be the perfect bench player this year. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and also, it's, I think it's from that free agency list, I think that means it's a it's a Justin Westhoff contract year, so this should be a good year. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Interstater has asked, of the player's name, which will have the least time on ground? Which, which player? Oh, those ones we just mentioned? Uh, no, of the of the team this week. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Quick look. Uh, it won't be Barry. Oh, I don't know. What do you reckon? Well, it's either going to be Barry or Marshall, I think. I think Marshall, I think he'll get probably less than 50% game time. Um, I reckon it might be Howard. But it, Howard? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, possibly as well. Yeah. I could see I that reckon, happening. I reckon they're going to. I reckon what might happen is if we get away early, then Kirsten's going to play back. Uh, and then you just don't need how we're playing. Yeah. No, that's a good call. I like that call. That's a good one. Mm. And last question from Long Live PAFC. Uh, a number of supporters likely need some tissues after seeing that forward line. Yes, that is <laughs> <laughs> absolutely true. Because um, they're crying over how good it is. That's why. <laughs> Indeed, yes. yes. Um, how do we actually see our front half functioning? And uh, what are we expecting, hoping from our tall forwards? Oh, shit, who knows? Who knows? Look, this is Port Adelaide at the end of the AFL, and we've never really made the multi-tall forward work reliably every week. Um, so who knows? But hopefully, all the pieces are there. They seem to be complementary uh, in terms of what they can do. It doesn't seem like they're all going to be going for the same ball or anything like that. 
Um, so it'll just be interesting to see how they click. And it might take some time to click, you know. Um, but uh, no, there's no reason not to be positive at this point. There's absolutely none. It is the quadrangle of doom, Mark Two, as opposed to the <laughs> oh, <shit>. quadrangle <laughs> of dick that we had eight years ago. Oh dear! Who was in that quadrangle of doom, by the I, way? I that know was, that uh, was the, the North Adelaide guy that everyone hated. Um, Schultz, Westoff, Stewart, and Salter. No, was not Salter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Salter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might have been Salter. Yeah. Yeah, and Daniel Stewart. That was the one. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Stewart. Dan Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Good hair. <laughs> Um, a couple of comments on Spreaker chat. Uh, Rick reckons Marshall will play the least. And Libby says SPP if his shoulder is a bit dodgy. And that's actually probably not a bad call, that one. That's a good um, call, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Damon White is apparently... No, I don't think Damon White no. is part of the quadrangle. No, he was, he was He's gone, gone by then. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, look, we'll go through the uh, the final questions. I reckon we're about done. Uh, okay. So, who's your winning side and your margin? Uh, I'm going to go a margin of 36 points, and it just has to be Frio, doesn't it? So, you know. No, of course You're not. You're trying um, too hard there. <laughs> uh, look, I'll be pretty disappointed if Port Adelaide don't – I'll be extremely disappointed if Port don't win this game. Um, and the margin, I'm going to say 47 points. Oh, you bugger. I was going to say Port by 44, so you got me on the upside. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. No. I reckon. I reckon this is a just be a good solid win. Um, yep. It'd be nice to win by eighty something, but you don't predict that. No. <laughs> There's no reason why we couldn't. That's it. Uh, your highest high goal kicker. Kick for, yeah. Highest goal kicker for Port. I'm gonna yeah. say Sam Sam Gray with four goals. Okay. So you're not gonna after all that talk about Marshall, you're not gonna say Marshall. I'm not. I would <laughs> love for him to kick two or three, but I think Sammy's gonna kick more, just by running around a bit loose. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. I'm just going to say uh, Dixon, four, just because it seems okay. fairly obvious. Um, there's a comment on Spreaker Chat from Libby saying, beware the young players at Freo. Carlton is up on Richmond in the third quarter. Um, I'm just kind of hoping that that's actually more a sign of Richmond, like that this is the first year of another 30-year drought. So, <laughs> 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 I mean, that, that's the way I'm, uh, I'm dreaming of this right now, so that'd be good. Um, but yeah, no, that's fair. Look, but there's not that there's not that many young players in that Freo side, you know. For, there's not for, for a team finishing 14th last year. Like that's not that young a side. It's um, it's not that young a side. No, yeah, no. yeah, absolutely right. It does have a lot of mid range sort of uh, fodder, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, uh, Windy Runner says Gray will kick four, Port by twenty-five, and Rick has said Wingard with five. So uh, Wingard with five, how good would that be? What that'd a start be pretty nice. By he does hate Freo. There's no doubt about it. He, he does. Uh, has some good ones against Freo, so we'll he see. Has. That is true. Um, and uh, here's one: which fringe player is going to lock up a spot for next week? Uh, guess who you count as fringe, really? Um, Barry, is he going to be it, or is it going to be Todd uh, Marshall? I would fringe. I would count as Barry Marshall, Bonner, and Houston. Mm. Oh, Houston's uh, not fringe, is he? Well, we've got Pittard to come back in, yes. so one of those guys is going to come out. You would nah, think. No, 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 they'll stay. So we do like to play about nine back flankers. So yeah, maybe Howard will go out of the side. Then who knows? Yeah, well, Look, who, I think if there's a, yeah, if there's a player that's going to lock in a spot, yeah, I really, really hope it's Todd Marshall. But I think it's going to be Riley Bonner. I think he's going to have an outstanding game, and he this will be where he locks in his position for the next, well, for all year. Look, I'd be inclined to agree. I think that I think that Don Barry is probably in a unique position to claim a spot this game. I think that this is the sort of opposition he should play very well against. Um, but I think you're right about it being Bonner. I think it will be. Um, for sure. Look, with Don Barry getting a game when both Motlop and Paulekas are playing, and Wingard yeah. as well. Look, honestly, thought that well, it's only going to really be if Motlop and Motlop or Pollock are out of the side that he'll sort of get a go. But the fact that he's uh, in, named in the side, he's going to play. Um, it's good for him, and yeah, good luck to him. I hope he does lock in his spot. Absolutely. Now, this is a question I'm going to ask every week. Um, are you ready yet to admit that we will win the premiership in 2018? I've been ready since about halfway through last year. <laughs> Okay, good, good, good. All right, we'll check in if we have a loss. 
<laughs> yes, that might change. <laughs> All right. And are there any other games you're looking forward to this week? Oh, possibly. Uh, not that I'll probably see all that much of them, but okay. uh, look, GWS Bulldogs, that'll be a really good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Melbourne versus Geelong will be a really good game. Oh, I like that one. It's going to be Melbourne's young midfield versus the Relics because um, Dangerfield's out, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, uh, Melbourne has tried very much, I think, to ape that Geelong strategy, so we'll see if it actually yeah. if they can start pulling it off or if they've got another couple of years to go. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I'm... Um, Pretty keen to see St Kilda Brisbane as well, just to see yeah, yeah. how much, if any, if uh, if Brisbane improves, and and I guess the same for sort of St Kilda as well. And I guess you know you look at teams like St Kilda and Melbourne, they're both probably really hoping to make the finals this year. Uh, the Dogs will be hoping to get back in there too. Uh, so there's a lot of teams that will be hoping to sort of start their season off really, really well. But as usual, um, I'm more excited to see the young guys from last year's draft play this year. So. Really excited to watch the replay tonight and see Paddy Dow, see how he goes. Um, interesting to see Darcy Fogarty named, and that's yeah. that's really good. Lachlan Murphy as well, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, Hunter Clark, Cam Rayner, you beauty. Um, Aiden Bonner's been named for the Giants, so that's a good one. Aiden Bonner, that's that's a good one. Luke Davies, Uniac. Yeah. Um, my man, Jaden Stevenson. I didn't expect that. but Did he, uh, did he get named? Yeah, he's playing. He's playing. So, yeah, lots of uh, lots of uh, interesting young players out there. Aaron Norton as well, who uh, who took more intercept marks than anybody else in the JLT series. So okay. he's certainly one to watch for the uh, rising star this year, I reckon. Yeah, you'd have to think so. He'd be right up there. Um, interesting. All right, cool. Yeah, and I guess seeing Jackson play for the Dogs, I mean, you've got to watch it. <laughs> a a tear will uh, slowly trickle down my cheek I think when I see him play for the dogs and then I'll get over it yeah that's it you watch it once and then it's like no he's a dog's play now screw him <laughs> can't afford yeah, it that's it <laughs> alright well look I mean I think we're done because we didn't do a lot of analysis for you so I think we, we can just wrap it up and uh, say it's a short one unlike the ones that Rick does where he does <laughs> and has his soapbox um, <laughs> but I guess I'll be speaking to him next week so uh yeah. Enjoy that soapbox. Enjoy our team. Enjoy how excellent our team is on paper and then just pray that it comes off the same in the actual game on Saturday afternoon or twilight. I think it's four o'clock start. So, uh, mm. you know, if you've got your tickets, definitely go and uh, have a great time and make sure that you give uh, all of the new players coming from other clubs a, a really big cheer when they do something because that'll be the first cheer they've had most of them. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, look, before I go, I've yeah, just yeah. got to say this. There's... A lady, a listener of ours, who comes into the fish shop. Okay. Um, and every time she's come, she's come in about three or four times. Every time she's come in, I haven't been working that day. Sure, sure. So, so keep keep trying. I will be there, and I will meet you at some point. <laughs> oh, and you're throwing an extra potato fritter, right? Yes. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. All That's right. It. Well, in that case, um, I think we're done. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Rick will be back on Monday, I believe. We haven't heard otherwise. And, of course, we'll be back with the next preview next week. So um, until then, calm the power. Calm the ports. Calm ports. The heat's on in the kitchen. Oh, look at this. Good attack from Dalapati Carlo. He left.